0: Hello, hello and welcome to the first episode, the first episode of this new podcast called The Passive Hang. Now, I've been putting off the recording of this episode for a while, a lot of technical difficulties, but just going to have a go here, recording on my phone, hopefully you guys can hear me right and we'll develop and improve from here on. So... This episode, I just want to cover a few things, such as my intentions for starting this podcast, what I want to share with you guys through this podcast, and a little bit about my journey. So, yes, the passive hang. What is this? So, this is a podcast for all the movers out there, all the movers in the movement culture especially in Australia, and this movement culture thing, I guess I need to delve into a little deeper. What is the movement culture? What is movement? I think this is a term which still is very confusing. I say this to a lot of people sometimes when they ask me, oh, what do you like to do? And I say, oh, well, I have, this, I have this thing, it's a movement practice, and they just look at me with sort of funny eyes as if I'm some kind of weirdo. And this is sort of the state as which we see ourselves is that movement or the term movement is so far removed from general culture that it means so much to the people who are in it But for the people that are outside of it, it means almost nothing. So what is movement? What is movement culture? I guess this is also one of the aims of doing this podcast and my aim is to go out there, start chatting with people who are also involved in this movement culture and to find out what movement means to them, what a movement practice is to them, what they get out of a movement practice. So I guess this starts circling back around to me and my journey into this whole world of movement culture. So I've always been a pretty physical, physical guy. I grew up training swimming. And so there were a lot of days with long early mornings, getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning on a winter's day. I remember my dad would have to drive me about 30 minutes to this pool, which was outdoor, and then I would have to you know, strip down to my bathers and train for about two hours before school, scu- school start started. And I guess that really started the, the physical almost discipline to have a regular outlet for physicality. And so I did that for most of my schooling life uh, until about year 12 where I sort of had enough, enough, of, uh, enough of staring at the black line Doing the same thing over and over, and I kind of rebelled and chose not to swim at least competitively anymore. So, after that journey, I entered into university, and that's where I discovered the gym. Now, when I discovered the gym, this became the new outlet for developing myself physically. At that time, you know, oh, I guess there still is, you know, the gym is still seen as an answer for transformation personal transformation as a young kid a young guy i wanted to i wanted to be big i wanted to be strong you know attractive for the ladies and so i went to this this place i went to this place not knowing anything and i ended up getting hooked you, you know you always remember your first years at the gym, your first session, when you discover this thing, and it's a bit nerve wracking at first because you're surrounded by a lot of all these, all these people, all these people who are physically so much more well built than you as well. But it sh- sort of shows you the path that you can, you can walk along as well, and as you do these exercises as well it's like a drug to your head. You feel so good, although it hurts. There's this feeling that you are changing, that you are changing for the better, or you are changing towards these goals that you have set. And so I really engaged with the gym during my university. I probably went there more than I went to any of my uni classes. And it was through the gym as well that I started getting involved with uh, a physical community within the gym. So because I was going there so regularly, I saw many people quite regularly coming in and out of the gym all the time. And I really love this place. It was It was at Monash University. And during that time, I got to a point where it didn't matter what time of day I went into the gym... I always knew somebody in there, so I really enjoyed that aspect as well of just talking and connecting with people inside that place as well, and I kept on continuing with that for quite a few years, until about I was 22 or 23, and... I started thinking about engaging or re-engaging back into a sport. And so with my choice, I wanted to go into a team sport. Soccer sort of called at first, but I knew I I was pretty bad at that. So somehow I got involved into field hockey. I think a couple of my friends were also playing it as well. And that kind of flipped my whole reality again. So I'd been training in the gym for a couple of years, I've been putting on this weight, getting strong, you know, squatting, lifting heavy, and I was feeling like, okay, yeah, hockey, this should be be a really easy thing. But as soon as I got onto the field, I knew something was wrong. I couldn't move the way I wanted to move, I couldn't spin, change direction, get down, in a comfortable sort of way so I started asking these questions such as like what what was I really doing to my body but at the time as well the gym with its really attractive allure of I guess doing the exercise you know no pain no gain feeling good each time I went into a session and then Also, the people that I was enjoying spending the time with meant that I was still going there a lot. And so I ended up just trying to do both, doing hockey and the gym as well. And so that kept on continuing until I kind of reached a a breaking point where I was pushing those things too much. But I guess the importance of hockey was that Again, it extended that community aspect into a team environment and and I'd never had that before in my swimming career and I marveled at the fact that I could train with these people all together. We were all banded towards the same goal and literally just the fact that I could talk and hang out with these guys during training, during swimming, you can't talk with anybody. you just in this internal world under the water. So I kept on continuing with that for for quite some quite some time um, and during this sort of period that's when I had a couple of um, sort of traumatic accidents to my body. So one was a ski accident where I subluxed my right shoulder and then another one was, my left foot where I was working a factory job just to, just to get some cash whilst I was at university. And as I was moving a pallet on this automatic pallet moving machine, I reversed back a little bit too quick and my foot got caught and subsequently got crushed into little tiny pieces. So I was out of action. For of both incidents, maybe the shoulder for about two to three months, and then for the foot was a bit more extended. I my memory's a bit fuzzy here, but it was probably about four to five months, and I was in that um, boot contraption, so on crutches at first, and then I had this black boot to the, to walk in, that was supposed to ease the pressure off my foot. So luckily, no no surgery in each of the cases, but. You know these were also also events which kind of shape um shape the difficulties to, to come so during that time you know that i was still young even though the recovery period was pretty long i didn't really engage with that much rehabilitation because once they sort of healed i kind of just went back to work again started hitting the gym started playing hockey again and Although there was a little bit of pain at first, I think within a couple of months it seemed to be all fine. So I kept on continuing with these um, with these activities. I probably started shifting more back towards the gym as well after a couple of years of hockey. I was just really enjoying that that method of outlet and I think I... When I moved, it also proved to be a little bit more difficult to keep on committing to to hockey, especially as I started my, my first professional job. And so my entry into discovering what this movement culture business is all about, I can probably say that this is around when I was about 26, 27. And so I had reached this point where you know, I was squatting, deadlifting heavy, you know. Um I wanted to reach over, you know, two hundred kilos to to lift. Um I was looking strong, you know, people commenting like, Okay, this guy is a fit guy, but inside I wasn't feeling so great. You know, the the shoulder problem had fled on and off again for the last sort of two years, there was something funny with with my knees that I couldn't quite figure out what was going on, and the same with my with my hip, and my right elbow, as as well. So I had these these pains and these problems, and I I didn't really know how to to fix them. All I knew was to keep on doing what I was doing. So during the session. I would go into the gym. I would I would keep lifting heavy. You know that would kind of make me feel good during the session or a little bit after the session. But then afterwards, these these points of tension in my body kept on building and building and building, and I'd have these days where you know my my whole neck would be seized up uh, and my shoulder would be burning. And I would, I would fear these moments, but I would also not really know what to do other than just to, just to rest until they kind of settled and then do the same thing again. So as, in, as you can imagine, this, this kind of led me to start questioning what I was doing. But it took a while. So the, the pain had to reach a kind of emotional high point where... I'd just been on this this big trip overseas and I came back and I kind of treated it like this reset. I was like, okay, what the hell am I actually doing to my body? And so I sat down for it was about a little bit over a week. And I I listed out my problems and I made a determined change to start start looking at a wider perspective as to what I was doing um to, to my body because i knew that if i kept on continuing it was probably just going to get worse and to start asking myself what else is out there and so when i started searching this is when i i first you know just went all through all through youtube and there was a young young man called tom merrick who posts all these you know great Great informational YouTube videos, and so he he really started. I guess my my movement journey, or or this journey into more interesting or more holistic training methods, and it was through him that then I met. I guess who everyone is familiar with, um, Ido Portal. So I found Ido's work, and you know, as as soon as I saw his work, my mind my mind was kinda of blown. I'd never seen a guy move like this. Well one, move like 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 the way he does, and two, express what he does in such a powerful way as well. And so it was natural. I I got hooked. I, I went to on his blog, I started reading all his posts, I started I started trying to piece together all the nuggets of information that he was sharing and Started experimenting on myself, and at first it was yeah, it was really really difficult. I remember trying to do my first sort of uh, ro- bridge rotations on the wall and just starting to break in a sweat as I thought my back was breaking. But for whatever reason, I gave I gave confidence to the stuff that I was learning these, these new movements that, that I was doing. And so for me, I think this, this point of what I defined, uh, the shift within me, uh, and what movement means to me is this shift away from purely like traditional fitness goals, which for me was more based around the aesthetic or, you know, losing weight, look, looking good, Um, or even lifting over like a really big certain number in a certain lift. And that shift away from that into this perspective of curiosity, of learning, of questioning, of this pursuit of trying to understand more about my, my body. And it's through this shift that, I think it's led to this quite interesting path where I guess you engage with a more diverse range of of activities you start realizing that there's there's more to this practice than than just looking good and tying your emotions into into looking good as as well and through and through the learning and th- you you experience the learning through your body and you, you feel you start feeling how how good that feels in your body as well that you realize that there is something much deeper within this and through that change that internal change which then starts reflecting in the external as well I think it's natural then to start to start feeling like okay Because this has driven such positive change for me that I would love to share it with others. So that's how it sort of developed for me. I started getting curious about it about four years ago. I started trying to piece together the puzzles that I could find over the internet, talking with people over the last few years. And it sort of come together from about a year, a year and a half ago, which was when then I realized that from my previous days, how I was engaging with community, either through my hockey team environment or through the Monash gym, um, university community, how important that aspect was as well. And so I had tried now for so many years to try and figure things out by myself to, to self-research, to watch more YouTube videos, to read these articles, to silo myself away into an empty room to try and figure these things out by myself and I realized I was just hitting the, my wall, um, my head against a wall and I realized that the way forward was really to include other people to start asking for help. And so, with all the tools available at our disposal now, namely one of them being Instagram with a very great direct message function as well, I realized that I could reach out almost to anybody in in this world and especially all these people that I was following and getting inspiration from. And so, that's been a really fun journey in terms of actually connecting with people in real life uh, from, from this movement culture. And I've, I've learned so much now within this, this last year and a half, especially when I finally d- decided that, hey, you know I couldn't or I, I can't keep on just trying to do it all by myself. You have to include others. So that sort of wraps up into why I'm starting this podcast as well. And that's because I've gained so much inspiration and learning from connecting with all these people that that I've seen off in the internet. And I feel that a lot of people are probably doing the same as well, you know, getting a lot of inspiration uh, and following people's journeys that they're, that they're seeing on the internet. And what I want to do with this podcast is really offer the these people a, a chance to share in a little bit longer format uh in the, in the podcast format a little bit about their journey and what they've uh, what what movement means for them and what their practice looks looks like and what they're trying to develop understand a little bit more into their brains so my intention is you know ongoing that I'll be able to invite some people to come on here and have a chat i think that would be really interesting but let's see where this all develops so that's it for episode one if you enjoyed it uh, please let me know if you have any people in particular that you think that you would want to find out a little bit more about then yeah, send send me a message um, I'll be more than happy to to reach out and you know try and tee up a conversation uh, with them on on this podcast. Um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm going to upload this to all the user, usual channels such as iTunes, um, Spotify. So if you use those, then please make sure that you subscribe. And if you like it, also just just let me know give me some feedback and i'll be back soon with episode two so thanks for listening guys um that was a little bit about me my journey and why i'm starting this podcast and this is the first episode of the passive hang thanks guys the passive hang a conversation with people inside this movement culture you can find this podcast on all the usual platforms, iTunes, Spotify, podcasts, and you can find me Phaon on Instagram. That's at Phaon. That's P H A O N P. Please connect. Send me a message. Would love to chat. Thank you.